Hello, this is Tom Williams, and you are listening to Talk Theater in Chicago's interview podcast. My guest this week for November 29th, 2010, is Ron O.J. Parson, who is, in my view, one of the finest directors working theater anywhere. And his latest directorial triumph is a great play at Court Theater called Home. Hello, Ron. Hi, how are you? Great. Tell us about Home. This is a play that a lot of people don't know about, but when we start reading about it, we say, man, we should know about it. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, it, it has been around quite a while. Uh, it, it's it's uh, experiencing a resurgence now. I, I did a production, directed a production of it in New York at the Signature Theater, which was a uh, celebration of the Negro Ensemble Company, which is the theater that first produced Home uh, in its first run, and it, it uh, went to Broadway from there. But, uh, yeah, Sam Art Williams, a lot of people might know him from his TV writing. He wrote, he wrote, uh, was uh, one of the executive producers and head writers on a uh, show called Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, yeah. And, I did. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that, that's kind of allowed him to go back home to North Carolina and write uh, plays, which is his first and true love. Yeah, that those TV shows tend to be nice little cash cows, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and he kind of fell into writing those when he was an actor, and he, he met, uh, you know, some people who said, you know, knew he was a writer, so why don't you want to try writing on this? And one thing led to another, and it, uh, you know, gave him a pretty lucrative uh, uh, career for a while there. So what made you bring home? Because uh, we want to talk about the, the you know, Enough about it so people will come to see it, and then the significance of it, because I did not realize until a few minutes into this, I go, whoa, this is really well, significant. Well, 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 back in the 80s, uh, it was on Broadway, as I said, and an yeah. uh, 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 actor named Charlie Brown, uh, who is, uh, has passed away uh, a few years ago, um, uh, did the show on Broadway, but then uh, they did a, a national tour that Samuel L. Jackson uh, took over the role, and that was one of his early uh, early roles that he played on stage. And, of course, we all know what Samuel L. Jackson is doing now. <laughs> He's one of the best. <laughs> and um, so it, uh, it it had a history, and then um, it kind of fell out of the, the way for a while, like you, you had said earlier uh, off, off the line about uh, August Wilson, which, you know, August Wilson caused a resurgence of black theater in the country. But, again, there was a... A great history of of uh, theater that started back in the late sixties. Well, actually, before that, but uh, with Ed Bullins and playwrights like Charles Fuller uh, Oyamo, Charles Oyamo Gordon, uh, and a few others that uh, you know were doing plays, but they 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 kind of kind of faded, and you know, as the I guess the tide of the country changed, I think uh, the, the those plays kind of faded. But this was one that really, um, in a few years ago, Madison Repertory Theater. Uh, down in Madison or up in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, had asked me to do it, and I knew the play because I had, back in the '80s, had uh, taken a look at it and seen some early productions of it. So, you know, I knew it was a, it was a, it's a fun play to do, but it also is a very challenging piece uh, for actors and directors and everybody. And uh, when that happened, uh, you know, we did it, and I said, "Oh wow!" Just like you're saying, you know, man, more people need to know about this play, and in Madison. We had a good audience and it did very well, but it was in Madison. You know, a lot of people didn't uh, didn't uh, see see the production. 
But then in New York, uh, last year, a year and a half ago, I went to uh, do it in New York, and it got great reviews in the New York Times and, and the New York uh, uh, Daily News and Post and all those papers. And so that kind of put it back on the map. There's a lot of productions of it going on now. And um, so when Charlie, you know, uh, Charlie Newell at the Court Theater asked me uh, about my, how my experience was there in New York, um, you know, I told him about the play and how great a play it is, and it's uh, it's really fun to do. So he said, "Well, why don't we do it here in Chicago?" And that's kind of how it came about. Well, uh, isn't that amazing? How how uh, that shows Charlie has a big respect and trust for your judgment. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, since I've been there at court, he uh, he kind of you know will ask me, you know, what do you want to do? And you know, when we did wait until dark, that was you know kind of a uh, you know, stepping out, and uh, I did a, a, a multicultural version of Wait Until Dark. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Well, sure. you know, it's funny because, you know, it takes place in Greenwich Village in the 60s. I mean, what more diverse area of the country was there than Greenwich Village in 1965 and six, you know? So uh, I figured, you know, it would fit right in there. And, you know, the play isn't about what race people are. It's about what's going on in the play. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, so yeah, we 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 gotta you know like to take some some leaps of faith out there and home because it is like you said is is not known to the general public and then some of the younger generation of uh, African American actors I found hadn't heard of it either and uh, when we auditioned in New York it was really funny because I just assumed that everybody coming in would know Sam Art and know the play and. You know, and it was just the opposite. Nobody really heard about it. So in this production, I, I uh, enlisted the uh, services of a, of a dramaturg to to help, uh, you know, work and, you know, figure out some of these things that these young actors had no idea about, you know, Vietnam and... and uh, yeah, isn't that, isn't, that right. isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, when, you know, like recently uh, I saw a chorus line and I talked to a lot of actors in their late 20s that have never seen it. So if they haven't seen that, yeah. home had no chance, but needed and, to be done. Yeah, <laughs> It's funny. I was watching an excerpt of, of the Dancing with the Stars and that uh, uh, Sarah Palin's uh, uh, daughter was on there. and He was trying to tell her about chorus line because that's what he he wanted her to, to emulate, and she had never heard of it, never seen it, never been to a Broadway show, you know. And some of the, the younger people, not only actors, you know, aren't really aware of a lot of a lot of the history. Well, I like, can understand with Sarah Palin and her family. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? the, whole, <laughs> the whole thing with home, though, is, too, yeah. is that because it's such a, it's a different style of play. All right, tell us about it. Yeah, out, yeah, tell us about way. what it's about and... The, the uniqueness of the the way you staged it and with three characters because I have yeah. every young actor should come see this play and get it's like getting a master's degree in acting. <laughs> yeah, it is a tour de force for actors, no doubt. And I told the actors that in the beginning that you know this is going to be something that like you've never experienced and it's going to be something that's going to stick with you in your career. Every every actor I know who's played Cephas which is a central character in the play, you know, comes out of it with a whole new uh, uh, exper experience of, uh, of of acting and developing character and, and working through uh, different, you know, aspects of how they approach their character and working. And, um, 
you know, it's a learning experience for any actor, as well as the other uh, two characters. There's three, three, three characters, three actors portray all the roles. Cephas, of course, is a young man who is um, a farmer. You know, he's basically loves the land. He's you know into North Carolina in a small town called Crossroads, which is is it's kind of like Sam Martin, semi autobiographical, not totally, of course, but. He is from North Carolina. Cephas is from a small town in North Carolina. He came to the big city, came north after, you know, trying to make his way and was, you know, kind of overwhelmed by the big city. And uh, in, in the play, you know, he, he also goes through some, I mean, he was raised, you know, through his with his grandfather and to believe in the Bible and thou shalt not kill. And when Vietnam comes around, He's, he believes in that. He's like, well, I'm, I don't know nothing about that. I don't want to kill anybody. And in that time, uh, he was put in jail. You know, a lot of times when I came up, they had a, a, a lottery, you know, so yep. we were, yeah, we were, you know, just yeah. watching the TV to make sure our lottery number didn't, wasn't high. But in, in the case when you, when the draft and, and you, uh, you had to go, if you got drafted, uh, if you if you disagreed with their their philosophy, they could put you in jail. Yeah, and they and, did. Uh, yeah. And they did. And but that's kind of what th- happened to him. They happened. To, did that happen to a lot of black folks there? In your research, did that that uh, getting uh, put in jail uh, for for not uh, for not wanting to fight for being a conscientious objector? Did that happen to a lot of them? I thought it was just kind of the white hippies, but. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it happened to a lot of a, a lot of people uh, across the racial lines. But there are a lot of uh, uh, like Muhammad Ali, for instance. He's a classic example. His his uh, religious beliefs. He was a conscientious objector, and of course, they took five years of his life away. And uh, I think uh, you know Sam. You know that didn't necessarily happen to him, but he used some of those incidences, particularly Muhammad Ali. He actually he actually uh, uh, boxed against as a sparring partner against uh, Muhammad Ali. And oh, that's I cool. They, they they knew each other, but you know that that probably was I don't know for a fact, but that's probably what you know kind of mm-hmm. he was using inspired him. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that aspect of his life uh, happens in, in, in the play, uh, and he goes up to the big city, and, you know, eventually, you know, it's about whether or not we can go home again, and, you know, because he lost everything. He lost his land, he lost his family, people began to think he was a communist because he didn't want to fight in the war, different things. So, you know, the play covers all these decades, about 30 decades, he goes from about 15 to about uh, 40. So, <laughs> and your, you know, your actor, tell us about your actor that plays this role because he, he goes from this, this kind of a simpleton love yeah. of the land guy. And, right. and boy, does he make a transition. And as an actor, he does such a terrific job as he yeah. emerges. Yeah. He's really a great actor. He's a, a young actor that, uh, a lot of people might know him from the elaborate entrance of Chad Deity, which mm-hmm. he played Chad Deity in that production, which, uh, you know, swept the Jeff so to sort of, sort of for this year, um, and uh, so this is actually showing another aspect of his talent. Because this is uh, Camille Angelo Bolden, right? Kamal Angelo Kamal, Bolden, I, I don't right? Want, I didn't want to get that wrong. <laughs> yeah, and the other two actresses, uh, Tracy Bonner, who is a, a member of Congo Square Theater Company, and uh, Ashley Honore. She's uh, she's kind of new to the city, but uh, 
you know, I think they fit those roles very, very well. And they play about, uh, oh, about 15, 20 different characters. So they have to play young, old, male, female, and uh, white, black. I mean, you know, they're playing everything in there. Yeah, they, and, they uh, sure it, are. It, it, it's, it's so different. And Sam even said that back in the day when it first came out, um, it was even more different. Nowadays, there are a lot of alternate type of theater experiences that you can have. But back when this came out, it was it was really new, especially in the uh, the black theater world, you know. So because everything, a lot of things were about you know being oppressed and different things like that. And this was basically a heartwarming story about about wanting to be uh, you know wanting to go home. And it's got humor in it. But I must say, uh, uh, in the opening night audience. A lot of the humor, I kind of got a little of it, but the black folks sitting around me were going hysterical. <laughs> yeah. And, and Which, I'm, try, uh, I'm trying there, to tune into this, you know. <laughs> were you there Saturday or Sunday? I was there Saturday. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because that happens a lot in, in these type of uh, uh, plays where some some uh, 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 ethnic groups might get some of the jokes uh, uh, a little different than, the, than other groups, you know, because... They're a different side of, of some of the humor. And then sometimes in the audiences, people don't know if it's all right to laugh. And you That's kind of how, how I felt. I think we a lot of us feel that way subconsciously. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And I think uh, when you do have a, a nice, diverse audience, it does do that. It helps you, okay, that I can laugh at that because it's funny, you know, <laughs> and, and I don't want to, you know, not be laughing. But, but I'll uh, tell you what, this script and, the, and these actors really – really brought it home to, to a lot of the black folks in the audience yeah, exactly. because of their reaction. You know, a lot of it was, you could just see that there was a woman sitting near me that was just, she was screaming at different points. It was her, and she could see the, either one of the characters that the women were playing or, or Cephas, yeah. his drama that he was going through. Yeah, it's funny because, again, um, it's I'm surprised that, uh, like you were saying, how a lot of people aren't familiar with it. But I find more and more uh, African-American people aren't familiar with it either because a lot of times maybe they started coming to theater after August Wilson's success, you know. Well, it's and, like uh, going the Black Ensemble. I know you've directed for, for Jackie. Uh -huh. Yeah, and, I know Jackie very well. Yeah, and uh, how much of the music that I, I, I talk to the black kids in the audience at intermission, they don't know the music any more than, you know, I knew it better. Exactly. So exactly. we have to keep bringing these things back. Yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's one of those... This is like, you know, court work classic theater, and uh, and this is classic theater, you know. I mean, whether it be, uh, you know, Chekhov or Ibsen or whoever, it's a, it's, it's a classic in the classic genre of, of theater. Well, are, you doing, are you doing some of those daytime productions for the high school kids of this show? Yeah, we did. We did one during did one. previews, and uh, they really enjoyed it. In fact, they were surprisingly well, well behaved and enjoyed it and listened and had great questions after the show and... You know, I think we have one more of those because this is kind of during the holidays when yeah. we're doing it. And I think we have one uh, another matinee next week, uh, next weekend. I well, mean, that, next that's Wednesday. great because I've attended a couple of those. I think uh, when Fences was was up or oh, Ma yeah. Rainey, one of those. Yeah. And the reaction of the young audience was, was outstanding. And, and they, yeah. they, we thank God you guys do it and Steppenwolf and Shakespeare. Yeah. You know, we just got to get more theater companies to they have these days for the for the, exactly. the students. Exactly, yeah, because they, they're learning a lot. And, and uh, the ones that we had this past uh, show uh, week, they had read the play beforehand, so they you know they were curious to see how it transfers to the stage. Because a lot of times you can't tell 
what it's going to look like because of the way it's written. And, yeah. um, you know, kind of some of the things that I, I did with it. Sam does uh, prefer that there's no artificial music, no sound design, so to speak, that it's all coming and generated from the actors. And um, Boy, that tough assignment. It doesn't make it too easy, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's what we have to do. And uh, Tracy actually, uh, in the night you saw it, she, she actually has more sound effects than she, she does, but she was suffering from laryngitis, oddly enough. She, and, you're um, kidding. Yeah. we. I would we had, never have known. What a trooper. <laughs> well, we just got her. We had just gotten her back. There were two shows that we did uh, with my assistant went on in her place. And uh, so we were happy to have her back. But I, I didn't want her to do all the different sound effects that she does. She did a few of them. She does a dog, uh, uh, you know, barking and things like that. But a lot of times uh, I just want her to rest her voice till it gets strong enough to do well, some of those effects. Well, now that you mention her, uh, she is outside. I mean, they're all three great, but I think she stands out. Uh, her, How she can change on a dime, her her total yeah. persona and be so convincing it's incredible yeah i think that's her second city experience she she worked with uh, second city for a little while and uh yeah that helps that, that enables her to to go from one to the other very quickly and and i thought uh ashley uh particularly near the end when when patty uh make uh, yeah. comes back those scenes those scenes were tremendous yeah it's, it was really a pleasure to work with them uh, we had a lot of fun doing it, but like I said, we had that dramaturg in there to help us, to guide us, because, uh, you know, some of that uh, that information, those those youngsters don't even know about it. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny because with the Internet and everything, we would talk about things, and then they'd get right on the Internet, and, uh, you know, we go to YouTube, and we find... Thank like, God uh, for YouTube. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a scene, you know, when uh, when they're talking about shake uh, dance, shake dancing at the at the Saturday night fish fry, and so uh, you know we not, they didn't know what that was about, so we went right to the internet and we we showed them some examples of different things and you know things with the conscious objectors and the movement and you know dances that were out back then and you know so it was kind of a, a histor history lesson for them as well and it was a kind of a nostalgia for us because you know you and i both knew a lot about that stuff yeah yeah, yeah. and the, the music uh i mean it was funny it was one um i used an example of uh some music from the period 70s and uh and i said uh you you know you know war you know that song by war and they looked at me like I was crazy. And, uh, <laughs> I know. I get that all the time. <laughs> and I named, the, you know, the song. I even said it. And they said, no, nah, man. But then one time he said, yeah, uh, so-and-so uses a, uh, he, he, he uses a piece of that in his, in his rap song, you know, <laughs> a sample. Yeah. That, yeah, they use that in a sample, you know. And I said, well, this is the original. This is where it came from. And uh, so that that kind of stuff was kind of fun to explore and learn. Yeah, and and I think we have we've taken on uh, those of us that do anything with theater a new responsibility of passing on the culture, passing the torch. Yeah, yeah, pay it forward. That's kind of what I I remember that movie came out, and that's so true. Uh, you know, uh, you know, some take those experiences, and and I think that's one thing that that's good about what we're doing over there at court introducing some of these audiences, both black and white and all races, into some of these old classics that have come around. Absolutely. Did, uh, First Breeze of Summer, which was also done at the Negro Ensemble Company. Yeah, that was uh, that was amazing. Too. So 
you know, a lot of those uh, uh, plays that we're, we're bringing back and, and doing, a lot of people are learning a lot about their own history. I always like to, to educate and entertain at the same time. And I think these plays do that, you know, because yeah. that whole conscientious objector thing is, is so out of the picture nowadays with the all-volunteer army. But, but back in the day, you know, if, if it you didn't shattered. want to go, you had to go to Canada or something. It shattered more lives. Yeah, but there were a lot of uh, kids like, like, like Cephas and, you know, suburban kids and, you know, inner-city kids that had yeah. no alternative because they didn't know what else to do. Right, and, exactly. and 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 the sad part is a lot of them ended up being cannon fodder over in the jungle. It, it, yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, know, that being on the front lines. Well, you got to be congratulated on this on this play because home at Court Theater, folks, it's a must see. Uh, you've been getting rave reviews. Yeah, that's what I hear. You know, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a review reader, but uh, oh, you should you read know. them after at least. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I usually do, and that that comes from actually when I was predominantly acting I, I still am an actor but i i i've been busy directing but just i just obtained yeah well when i was an actor more i'd never read them because i didn't want that to influence you know my portrayal of what i was doing so i'm trying to a get lot of good actors do that i you know i've interviewed a number of actors and they usually yeah. wait till after a show now the insecure ones will read them yeah. right away and then get all affected and i told them i said yeah don't don't read them till after the Production's exactly. over, right? You know, and I can understand a lot of young actors because when I was first starting out, I did read them because I was like wondering what people thought and this and that. But once you achieve a certain level, you can, you know, if you know, you 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 don't need to, you know, if you're 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 working on your character and you're always working on it, you know. So yeah, um, that that's how I do it. But you know, I, I can understand people that have to read them. But these were, you know, people were telling me, and you know. You know, it's funny because when you don't read reviews, you can always tell whether they're good or bad by the response you get from people. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because if people don't say much to you, then they must not have been that good. So if I'm not reading them, then I can see any either way, you know, and I can still read them later. But but these were these were pretty good. My friends uh, were calling me and, uh, you know, congratulating me. Well, four stars from uh, Chris Jones of the Tribune doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did read those uh, a couple of them after. There was so much uh, bombardment from emails and people congratulating me. So I said, "Well, let me read these things. Let me see what." Well, these are. This is important, and and the work you've been doing is is really important. I understand you're going to be working with Charlie and and Doug Peck uh, on Porgy and Bess. Huh? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm an assistant uh, assisting Charlie on that. That that's his baby. But uh, you know, I hope to be able to put a little two cents in there now and then. Oh, I'm sure you will. And we're really looking forward to that because that. I know that'll be a terrific. What they did with Caroline, you know, they're going to do yeah, this one. Yeah, well. we're gonna we're gonna really make it. A, it's going to be a little different than the, than the the usual Porgy and Bess that you see. Well, that's yeah. great. You yeah. know, one of the things in that you've directed recently that I really thought was good was uh, the old settler up at Writers. Ah, yeah, that was so much fun. Um, I love working with Cheryl, Lynn, Bruce, and uh, Wanda Christine. They were awesome. And, yeah, it was really it was really a fun project and. Uh, you know, it was new for writers up there. Yeah, how did it uh, do know. up there? It did well. It did yeah. very well. Yeah. And um, it got, uh, you know, a lot of critical acclaim and people oh, yeah. liked it. And, and the audience up there, I think, you know, was ready for, for something like a well, story Well, they're pretty like sophisticated that. theater people up yeah. in the North Shore. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it's the type of play that, uh, you know, all groups can relate oh, to. Yeah. You know, it's a, just a pleasant, nice story about, these, about this woman that... Uh, 
you know, fell in what she thought was love with this young man. And, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to that story. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that, that's true. So tell us uh, now, what, what, have you, what do you got coming up? Well, um, we're doing, we're, we're, as this home is, uh, closes uh, in December, but I'm heading to, uh, if you, last season we did a production of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, August Wilson. Oh, yeah. And uh, a, a friend from uh, the Actors Theater Louisville uh, came to see it and uh, has put it on his season. So I'm going down there to kind of remount that, but with a couple of different actors. Uh, Anthony Fleming the third, you might know from yeah, Brooklyn sure, Bass. absolutely. He's going to be taking over the lead role of Levy, and oh, uh, that's Ernest a great that's a great role for him, and, and yeah, definitely. He needs definitely. to he needs to you know to to change the mix a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah this will do it for I, him. I convinced him to do that, and uh, so he's really looking forward to it. And uh, Ernest Perry is going to join our cast uh, uh, down in, in Louisville, and it's a co-production with Milwaukee Rep. So it'll, it'll open in uh, Louisville in January, and then it'll break down a little bit, and then come back up and uh, open up again in uh, in uh, Milwaukee Rep in uh, in February, March, and in between I'll be doing a, a show uh, at Steppenwolf for the young audiences. A Which play one? Called Sam, Samuel J and K. Oh, I don't know yeah. that. Yeah, it's a good story. It's uh, Matt Smart is the playwright. It's for the young audiences, and yeah. I always, I always do like you were saying earlier about the students. I, I love doing those things for students. This is a really good play about uh, uh, brothers. There are two brothers. One, one was adopted from Cameroon when he was uh, a child, and um, his brother wants him to. Uh, you know, experience where his homeland is in Cameroon. He's like, man, I'm I'm American now. I don't, I'm not thinking about going back to Cameroon. And he he, they have a little, uh, you know, little tiff about that whole thing of his culture and his history. And so it's pretty interesting, a pretty interesting storyline. I think the kids would really be able to relate to it. And that's the basketball players. So we they, we we start off playing basketball oh, cool. on stage. Cool. So that, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and I'll tell you some of the most some of the best things Steppenwolf has mounted in the last few years have been for the, for the young, stu- yeah. young students, young young audiences yeah. in their new work series. Uh, some good stuff is coming out of there, and uh, I, I directed uh, at Steppenwolf a few back in the, back in the early uh, 2000s. I did a wedding band and mm-hmm. uh, Jesus Hot the A Train, the yeah. Gerges, uh play. And the horn, which was a co-production with City Lit, so it's it's fun to get back. Plus, I was acting uh, with uh, in Cuckoo's Nest with Gary Sinise and, and those guys. Well, oh, that that had to be um, fun with all those crazies. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was great, great, uh, great production. Well, uh, let me ask you this: I this is a standard question, but I always mm-hmm. get some great responses. Uh, as a director, what are some of the works you haven't directed that you'd really like to take a shot at? Yeah, you know, I got asked that uh, in another interview, and I I was just stumped. But uh, you know, I do I do want to do um, I want to take another shot at a at a musical. Uh, Interesting, uh, there's a, cool. There's a couple of them. I've directed about seven of them okay. uh, over the years, and uh, you know, a couple of them were way back in the day, more musical reviews. And I I want to find one with a really good book, you know. Maybe maybe something like Carmen, like we're doing Porgy and Bess now, so maybe... Carmen would be interesting, Carmen, yeah. yeah and, or, or, you know, there's a play mm-hmm. called uh, 
crimes of the heart that I, I kind of like. Yeah. You know, so tackling something either both in a non-traditional casting way or in a, in a you know, a classic way. How, it's always How about fun. Shakespeare? Have you, have you ever directed Shakespeare? Yeah, in college, you know, and uh, it was just something that never, actually I didn't direct any, I acted in some, and uh, I always uh, thought about that. But when I got out in the real world, it, it didn't it didn't happen, so I kind of put it, you know, in the back of my mind. But, yeah, I wouldn't mind. So if Barbara Gaines something. called you, you'd, you'd go over and see her. Yeah, well, I'd go over and see her, but <laughs> I don't know what would happen. <laughs> yeah, I love the work that they do over there, though. They got they're, they're doing some good stuff over there, and um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind getting in the mix. I know a lot of people are talking about operas too, and I, I I've been thinking about that, but you know, I don't know. Uh, uh, well, Barbara you know. Gaines and and uh, Gary Griffin have done some good work because I covered. Yeah, the lyric. and and, and yeah. Charlie has done a couple of Charlie's too, done them. Yeah, told me about it, but I, I like I like the small intimate you know, character-driven plays. You know, it's almost like, you know, the intimate settings are, are really something. Even in the couple little films that I've worked on, I, I, I think of the, the small intimate setting to uh, that are character-driven stuff is, is my is my thing. And but, I kind of like you know. those too, yeah. yeah. Give yeah. me a good story. And, and you're like, yeah. and good characters you can either hate or love. Yeah, or like it's, like Cephas, you cheer for you can't help but like this guy and you cheer it, it, for him. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. There's a play that I did. I had a company here called the Onyx Theater Ensemble. Okay, and we did uh, we did a play called East Texas Hot Links, and that was back in the last time I did it twice. Last time was in '98. Don't so I know think it. Yeah, I think it might be time to do something like yeah. that. It's a play that takes place in the '50s. It's a it's a suspense kind of. Uh, driven kind of uh, character oh, study. Audiences love those. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm trying to pitch that somewhere, and hopefully, you know, I can find a producer who might want to take it on. And, well, a few uh, of them listen to our podcast. Maybe we'll just they, yeah, they, they know how never, to contact you. You never. That's know. a great idea. No, people like those shows a lot. Last yeah. question I have for you: What advice would you give to a to a young uh, theater person who's interested in in direct getting into directing? Well, you I, I, you know, I would say, you know, Chicago is probably the best place for it, but I would say starting your own company and, uh, and even if it's a little storefront and, and, uh, and, and just doing it, you know, um, that's how I started, uh, in college. Um, I was at Michigan, University of Michigan and uh, me and uh, David Allen Greer and a couple other names you might have, might have heard. We started a little company and, um, we kind of did everything. And I think that's the way you really, can get your get your uh, you know your muscles going and working, and you know invite people to come see it. You know that that's kind of what happened to me. That play that I just mentioned to you was the first play uh, I directed here. I was a director uh, before, but when I got here, I came as pretty much an actor. But then we started me and Alfred Wilson, who was at the time the marketing director at the Goodman, started our own little company called Onyx Theater Ensemble, and we just produced our own stuff. And, uh, you know, Martha Levy and other producers and casting people came. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. They liked what they saw. We talked and got, got opportunities to do things at uh, other places, like when I did Jesus Hop the A-Train. And and, uh, and so you just got to do it. You can't wait for people to call you or to ask you. You know, you just have to take it upon yourself 
to, you know, put a little production company together or I whatever. I couldn't agree with you more. When I hear people yeah. around town saying, oh, I don't get a chance to act or direct it. Nobody yeah. calls me. Nobody right. calls me. Start out. That's how everyone, all the successful people just said, just did it. And you were naive enough to, didn't realize you couldn't do it. So you went and did it. Exactly. That That's really, that's really how it works, you know. You just got to do it. Especially in a town like Chicago where we have over 200 theaters. You know, um, people, them, a lot of them are storefronts and, oh, yeah. you know, people I, are, people I see are all that stuff. It. Yeah, I see yeah. all that. And I'll tell you, you see, you see some of these ki- kids grow and these theater companies grow and it's, yeah. it's just so much fun and it, it, and it just makes you feel good about the whole, th- you know, what's happening here. Well, you know, you use Steppenwolf as a model. Yeah. I mean, the way that they started in the basement of that church, uh, you know, and Gary and Terry and, 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 uh, and the guys, they just, you know, Jeff Perry, they just put it together and they say, hey, we're going to do it. And, um, they, you know, the rest is history, so to speak. <laughs> well, we're just about out of time. And Ron, yeah. thank you so much. And uh, congratulations on home. Folks, get to get the court theater and see this work. It, it, it's funny. It's it's powerful. And it's a tour de force for the three actors. And, and Ron, you should you should be very proud of this. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, folks. And Call remember, me anytime. Well, I love talking. All right, great. And, <laughs> folks, thanks, okay. thanks for listening, and go see a play this week.